You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, and I am an artist and a healing energy facilitator. Today's episode is a little bit more philosophical in nature, and it came to me kind of naturally unfolding over the last few days. I was thinking a lot about what to do for this week's Thursday off, and I really just felt tired, even though my week was going really well. I actually was the most productive that I'd been in a while, and I feel like that's because I've been giving myself more of that time, even on a daily basis, to just kind of decompress a little bit. And what was really interesting is I knew for some reason that I just didn't feel like doing any art or anything creative. I just wanted to rest. I just wanted to let my mind wander. I wanted to let myself just be, which is the hardest thing for me. And I can't say that I was like 100% doing that because I remembered that I had an interview to be on another podcast that day. And once I know I have one thing to do, it's kind of like all my brain will allow me to. But I did actually relax and I kind of just watched TV, did a little bit of reading. And while I was just allowing my mind to wander, I think it started Wednesday night, but I started thinking a lot about just the present moment and what that really means because we have this concept of past present and future but knowing that it all exists all the time and that only right now is physical you know like two seconds from now is no longer the present it's in the past and while I was thinking of this I was scrolling on TikTok at one point and I believe the account is called Luke Therapy, and he was explaining that once it's in the past, it's really just a memory, and then, you know, in the future is imagination. It's not real, and even though I consciously know this and I've heard it explained a lot of times, I think it was just because I was already in a contemplative mood that I kind of could visualize it differently it kind of brings this feeling of freedom. And because I've always associated time and freedom in the same kind of energy, and time freedom is something that I value, I was like, you know what, that actually frees up so much of your time if you're not thinking about something that happened in the past, thinking about what you might have said in a conversation that was weird or that the other person might have been offended by or worrying about the next conversation you have to have or the next place you have to go or the next big decision you have to make. The worry is like also not a real thing. It's just us creating scenarios in our heads. I think that's why spirit crumbs are so helpful for me and why it's been so easy for me to follow them and keep going is because I'm not thinking about where the end goal is. I rarely do. I have the odd day when I think like what 
would be like a big dream or something that would be really cool to experience. But I also have this trust that like if I'm meant to experience those things, they're not going to happen overnight. They're going to happen from following the spirit crumbs along the way and trusting my path. And if I'm only ever going to be satisfied when I get to that end point, what if I die before that happens? I know that's dark and it's like that Scorpio energy that I always bring out. And apparently at this time of year, last year was processing endings. I do like that energy of something finishing. You get to more in that moment and then there's this whole new possibility ahead of you. I've made some really big pivots in my life, but I have never felt like I've failed. There's moments where I feel like it, but overall in my life, I've never walked away from an experience that could be seen as a failure without a better understanding of myself, a better understanding of how I relate to others, a better understanding of where I could apply myself more. And then it's just looking at what the next step is. And I think we get overwhelmed thinking that we have to have this particular like template of what a life looks like but a life is just you living every day and feeling fulfilled in some way. If your life is in your head supposed to look like what other people's lives look like, then you're going to be very upset <laughs> because it's not going to necessarily be that way. And I think the more you can just really tune into what you want life to feel like, then it becomes a lot less important what it looks like, you know? And it's a lot like people, right? It's great to meet someone who you're attracted to or someone who you enjoy being in their energy, but if you don't feel good around them, then is it really worth it for them to look nice while you're talking to them? Probably not. The more we can realize that, the more we can start to apply that to different parts of our lives. like. Honestly, as much as I, I love interior design, I actually had a subscription to both Elle Decor and Style at Home magazine. I had that for like five or no, probably six years. I love looking at that. I love it. But I also don't expect my life to look like that. My apartment is a disaster. Like not even just in the fact of like messy. It's just like nothing matches really. I have bare minimum furniture. I barely have art on the walls. And which is ridiculous because I have art everywhere in my apartment because obviously I'm an artist and I have friends who are, but that's not that important to me. I'm starting to work on maybe making it reflect that, but the way that I value my space is that it's set up in a way where I can do what I want to do. My life can feel the way I want it to feel because I have things where they're the most likely to be used, right? Where they're the most convenient for what the lifestyle is that I want to have. There's always ways we can improve. There's always ways we can apply ourselves more. But I also have the compassion for myself now, realizing I used to be so hard on myself for stuff like this. I used to be embarrassed to have people over and all of these things. But really, it was because I was thinking that I had to have my place reflect what is seen on TV or what like my friends have or other people I know have. But I also have to have compassion for myself because I'm now kind of unfolding this path of realizing that I have tendencies of ADHD and that it's difficult for me to 
even just maintain my space in general. So having these unrealistic expectations of my apartment needing to look like a magazine would be ridiculous at this point, right? Like maybe eventually with more money and time and help, sure, it could look like that, but that's not important to me. I have a comfortable place where I can go and curl up and watch TV. I have a kitchen table, but I rarely sit there to eat. I do once in a while, sometimes at lunch, I'll sit there to like kind of take in what's going on outside. But I use that as part of my studio. That's like my printing and paper making area. And that works for me. I like it. I actually have a bookshelf in my living room that has all of my supplies for those two activities because it's convenient. And it doesn't look cute, but that's what I need because that's technically my studio. Like, I'm here (laughs) every day. There's rarely another human in this apartment, you know? So, like, why would I set it up based on what I think other people want to see? And how many times have you gone to a friend's house and really, like, cared about where their furniture was or what they have on their walls? If you want to see your friend and you want to go visit them, that's your intention, right? So anyways, that was actually kind of a random tangent that happened, but what I really wanted to talk about is how being in the present moment is sometimes uncomfortable because we are used to focusing on the past and the future. That's where we kind of spend most of our time thinking. But when you're in the present, you have to just feel and be open and you don't know what's going to come up necessarily if you just are still and because we're not always processing what's happening because we're looking ahead or behind us we are not really sure what's going to come up and that's why these Thursdays when I've given myself the time the last couple weeks like I said I've been realizing that I don't actually start doing anything creative if I do until like late afternoon because I'm spending the first time just kind of decompressing and processing. And that might just be what happens for a while. And maybe my weekends will become more creative. I don't know, but really allowing that space for whatever's going to flow through you. And it may eventually be that creativity's flowing through you, you know, like that might be what happens for me as well. But because time and having that space are so important to me and I've had those messages I've really really tried to find out how to allow that to move through me and sometimes it's directly connected to trust and like trusting that I also deserve that time trusting that what I'm meant to do is going to unfold in that space Because I think for me, I have this feeling like there's something big that's coming and I don't know what it is and I don't know how it's going to disrupt the way my life is now, which is fine, but it's also something that's brand new, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later. The way that I was visualizing after I heard that description of like you stay still, you are in the present and time moves through you. I had been thinking about that a lot and I had this very clear visual. Now, For those of you who are younger, you may not even get this reference. You might even have to look it up, but I'm going to give two different references. So I think you'll at least get one of them, but they're related. So for me, how I saw it was like an old school slide projector 
and like you're the one being shown whatever's on these slides. Let's say you're sitting, there's a big like movie theater screen in front of you, or you can picture it like in the living room, like a just a white screen, and the images are being projected onto that. And you are sitting and you're only facing that direction. So in this scenario, back in the day, someone had to be the one controlling the slides, whether it was by remote or old school, just pressing the button and clicking them one at a time ahead. But that's the universe, that's source that's doing that. You are still you sitting on the couch watching, but the light is like, in my vision of this, the light is your awareness and your higher self and your soul really shining through these moments to bring your attention to them. So you are able to just see what's in front of you. You're staying still, you're looking, and all of these slides, you have no idea what's coming up next. You didn't put them there, but you're just sitting and allowing them to move forward. And once in a while you might say, you know, like back in the day, if somebody's showing you like their vacation slides, you might be like, oh, stop on that one. I wanna take a look at this. And that's like when we, find something that we love and we want to focus on that for a while and it gets our attention and we're feeling excited about it and for me these can also be moments of taking in the moment so recognizing that this is your human physical experience it can be moments where you decide to really look at someone's facial expressions and realize that they're unique to them or really tasting your food what I try to do at least once a day now is I try to have at least one coffee or tea where I drink the entire thing in one sitting and I don't do anything else. So I might be looking at the window or listening to music, but I sit and I drink the whole cup from start to finish and I feel how each sip feels in my body and the flavor and the temperature and I feel the temperature in my body if it's shifting. And that's so grounding for me. And it really helps me be in the present moment. Sometimes I'm almost in tears by the end of it because I start realizing like, I may not always live here. I may not always have this view or I'll see an exchange happen between a couple of people outside and just be like, wow, that was so beautiful. I wouldn't have noticed that otherwise. A couple of times I've seen a hawk fly by like right close to my window because I'm looking outside. And the more we can notice the details in these slides, you know, these moments that we're just sitting here experiencing, the more it becomes a habit. And for me, I, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I'm often posting sunset photos. And that's because I try almost every day, at least at one point, looking out at the sunset because it's different every day. And because the earth is always moving, the sunset happens in a slightly different position every night. In the winter, it's almost directly out my window. But by the time spring starts to roll around, I have to like stick my head out my, my sliding door and kind of reach and zoom a little bit to get it. And there's only certain times a year that I can get that particular view. There's only certain times of, of the year when the golden hour light at the end of the day hits certain spots in my apartment. So you'll see me posting these things because I'm observing them, I'm in those moments. 
I just feel like this visual of having the slides go by is very like resonant with me because it also makes me think of like the fact that sometimes we try to control it, right? But if I'm gonna put my slides into the slide projector, I only have my experiences. I only have what I already know or what I've already seen in the world, right? I can only put what I know to be possible, you know, what other people have already done. I can't put something that I have no concept of into the slides. And I think this resonates with me too because sometimes I'll watch the same shows over and over again because it's comforting. You know we enjoyed it the first time. But, you know, when we do that in life, we're really not allowing ourselves to have new experiences. We're not allowing ourselves to be open to other possibilities. Sometimes we need those human moments to just kind of ground into our bodies or to process things. And I was thinking about like in the theater, if you're in the theater watching something, you might get up to go get snacks in the middle of it. You might use the washroom. You might turn and talk to your, like whisper to your friend. You might check your phone and those are like all immediate human needs that take over and sometimes that happens where we have periods in our lives where we just need to be with our family or we just need to focus on our health and that's fine we don't have to be you know in this awareness and observance mode all of the time but to know that you're going to come back and continue and maybe if you're at home rewind and start again that's fine, that's acceptable. You know, you're still going to get where you're going. You're still going to allow something to unfold. And I also thought about when really big, scary things happen in our lives where we need the time to grieve. This is kind of like when you're watching a movie and then a scary part happens and you cover your eyes, right? That's kind of how I feel about it is like, sometimes you have to cover your eyes and then when you're ready to take in what might've happened, you can talk to someone about it and say, okay, what do you think happened? Or like, why did I react that way? You can have a conversation, whether that's with a therapist or someone you trust, someone in your family. I think it's important to acknowledge that sometimes we, we just can't take in that much. And this is just too much. And that's fine. We're still humans having this experience. Something that's actually kind of funny that ties into this is that when I was a teenager, I had a lot of guy friends and we would go to watch action movies because like they would pick the movies and I would fall asleep and they would get so mad because I just wanted to talk about the movie at the end. And I would say to them, well, whenever there's just like a lot of loud noises and there's no plot, I don't know like the point of it. I just fall asleep like it doesn't hold my attention and I think that's also true in life is like when everything just feels too noisy and there's just too much happening it's like the cover your eyes thing it's kind of the same thing where it's just like your system is just like this is too much it's like when my nervous system gets too activated or if there's too much sensory information coming in then yeah I kind of just shut off and I'm sure many people can relate to that and then the other side of this, because we're talking about slides originally and somebody like clicking through one at a time and they're kind of more static, when things start to feel exciting and you start to really enjoy the story, it feels to me like that's when it turns into a movie where it's like a continuous flow. 
and things are just happening and you're into it and you feel like you're in the movie right when you're watching it and I feel like that's when your life feels more effortless like when you're following and trusting the spirit crumbs that come up you're allowing it to unfold you're trusting and like that's where the trust and the time kind of come together where when you're not trusting every single thing it's like the slide where you're just clicking one at a time and you're like overthinking each one each still frame whereas like when you're trusting you're just letting it flow right you're not asking them to stop every five seconds <laughs> to take it in right you're not skeptical of it as much again really feeling embodied in your life like realizing that you're in a journey it's your story unfolding is really important sometimes we don't want to get out of our comfortable story we don't want to try something new in case it's not as good or in case we're not good at it or it doesn't turn out the way we expect. I was thinking of people who, even in jobs, right? Sometimes we don't want to leave a job because we're like, well, I'm getting paid what I need. I know how to do it. I'm really good at it. And I'm going to start over somewhere else. And this idea of starting over or being a beginner can sometimes be really uncomfortable. And I know for myself, like I am so Capricorn, my south node is in Virgo, so being good at something, being, you know, an expert or feeling like I won't have to start at the beginning is where I prefer to be, but it keeps us from leaving our comfort zone, and I do this to myself all the time, where I think a lot of the things that I don't do that I say I'm going to do is because I don't know if I'm going to be good at them. I don't know if people are going to like it, and at the end of the day, to be honest, most of my art is not something that I've made based on what other people might like, but it's more just me if I'm going to like it, if I'm going to feel that it's good. Once I start doing something, I kind of forget about that. It's just getting started. And I think that's the hardest part in making the transition is starting the new thing. Because sometimes we don't know where to start because we're not the expert. We think of being new at something as being bad. And to be honest, I've heard this so many times, especially in creative things, it's like you have to be bad at the beginning before you can be good at it. And I actually had a dream that it was this whole long thing with a whole group of people I didn't know. And it was this whole journey. I think we were in like a mall food court at one point. I have no idea what was happening. But all I remember is the last part was one of us, I don't know if it was me saying it to them or them saying it to me, but it was saying, you have to be bad at it. <laughs> it was actually part of my dream. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is such a clear message because I'm trying new things with my art and that's always a scary place to be. And it is also the most fun. I'm sure you can all relate to this. Sometimes when you've been doing something a long time, like, yeah, you're still enjoying it, but it's not as fun as like the first time something works. The first time you try something new and it looks good. The first time you show it to someone and they love it, right? Those things only come once. Like, yeah, we'll still have good reception for things later, but like the first time you do something and it works is the most exciting. And I think keeping that in mind, it's this idea of like the beginner's mind having a new perspective as well. There's this card in the animal spirit deck, which is the earthworm. And that's the whole message of this one is like, you sometimes have to risk being embarrassed and, you know, speaking about things that are new to you and knowing that that doesn't mean you're going to be bad at them. You could be a natural at it. You could have a totally new perspective, even though 
you're not perfect at it yet. And also keeping in mind that I feel like you're never 100% starting anything from scratch because you're bringing all of your past experience into it. And this is especially true for like business or art, anything that's creative and you get to mold and shape. Even if you do something the same that other people are doing, like let's say it's either a new piece of art, like a new art medium or like a Reiki practice. Every person, even though they might take the same training or they might use the same process to do the thing, you're going to also be bringing all of your past experience. So maybe in Reiki, you already work with crystals and you're going to bring those in. Or maybe you are also someone who loves music and you're going to incorporate music, right? Like it's bringing what you already have to the table that makes it different and makes people want it. So it doesn't matter if you're new, it's new to them too. So keeping that in mind, it's true of art as well. If I'm, for example, a printmaker and I also like watercolor, putting those things together is going to create a different result. I also have different interests than people. I'm not someone who really always draws representational things. I do a lot of abstract work. So that also might be different, the combination of abstract and realistic, right? And so keeping in mind that people on your journey they want to be the first one to experience that. They want something new. And so if you're offering it and reframing it in your head that you know, people get to be the first ones to try this new thing you have to offer, that has its own magic to it. If people have been looking for something new, maybe they've had the same practitioner for something for a long time and they love that person, but they feel like their results are stagnant. Maybe they need something different and maybe your way of doing things is what they need. And in this time in the world, anything that's gonna bring more healing or more hope or more joy to someone is valuable. And if you're also receiving joy from it, that's the most valuable. So I just wanted to bring that perspective to this idea of being in the present moment as well. Like these two things are linked for me because A, being in the present moment means being new, you know, being present with the process and learning it. But it also means that being in the present moment means recognizing how you feel right now where you are and knowing that the next new thing is eventually going to be the present moment again, right? And that it's okay to be scared to make that jump, but starting something new is just a continuation of your journey. Your journey doesn't stop and then start again. It's still you moving through that space, right? It's still you being where you are and it's life moving through you. And that's not going to change. You're still going to be you. There's a different version of you with different experiences, different layers. And I don't know where this episode came from, but I just felt like it was important to bring this through. I actually had another idea, which also came to me through Spirit Crumbs, so that'll be next week. But I just really, really wanted to focus on this because I feel like it's so important right now when we can get so overwhelmed with the past and the future and hoping that you can find some ways to ground into the present and to feel really excited about that and to really get the most out of each of your moments. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs. 
or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.